what have your values taught you about life? You know how you don't know that you're in change when it's happening sometimes? Transition, and yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, was, it really started uh, the first year that uh, I was a judge at at the CrossFit Games Regionals. And I got to be around um, a group of people who were seriously like-minded. You know, I, I've always had a handful of people close to me that were somewhat like-minded. And for some reason, I've just always thought a little differently. Most of the time, thought differently. Uh, I'm always thinking I'm in the next, like in the next step, in the next step, in the next step. And where can we go from here? And, and what can I learn from you? And what can I learn from somebody else? And, and uh, when I got around the group of people that we got to be around once a year, and, you know, and, and and there was like a, a core, a core group that, you know, really connected with each other. And, and the majority of the majority of us were all gym owners or, or, or coaches, you know, full-time coaches. And, and uh, we all thought relatively the same. And what I began to notice is, is a lot about what you and I have talked about. And that is that we all possessed uh, similar qualities and it, I'm a human being. I've said, I've said things that are hurtful and I thought were jokes in the time. And um, I said something to uh, Durrett once, um, J John Durrett was a, a guest that we've had on the show. I said something to him about another person and um, I thought I was just trying to get a laugh and he came back to me with uh, a response that was unexpected, but uh, a response that humbled me. It made me feel, made me feel guilty about what I had said, especially talking about somebody else. And, and it opened my eyes to one of the reasons that I gravitated towards John and it's because he's a good dude. And, and one of the reasons that I've gravitated towards you is because you know you have general care for the people that are around you and and i you know didn't really know what values were up until like the last two years three years since you and i have really become friends and i'll tell you what they've taught me is is the quality of people that i want in my circle and the things that I hold to be true and grow into the person that I desire to be. We did, we did talk about values with, with Cody last week. Um, I, rem I remember some, saying something about how I, I realized recently it's okay to, it's okay to um, 
bring people into your circle that are missing one or two values or, you know, you share some, not all. And, uh, and then that got me thinking there's a, there's, there's some that are like no compromise. I will not associate with people who blank. Right. Yeah. I, I think I had a similar, similar experience back then. And I remember when you walked into the room the first time uh, at regionals, we were in that little locker room and I was this quiet kid. And I am loud. And you're loud as fuck. <laughs> God, I hated you. It was- uh, I, I could tell I too. <laughs> I knew that I wanted to be around those people. That's why I went. That's why you know I, I was hanging out with, with our friend Jason. He, he helped me get to that place. He helped me get in there, that room. And I felt out of place. So, man, the imposter syndrome was wild there. And we were just, we were volunteers at a, at a sporting event. That's how yeah. silly, that's how silly it is. You know, we, we think too much about, about how we're judged. I thought based on experience and knowledge and all that stuff. Instead, it's a test of character. The people there all had different levels of experience and, and knowledge. And, oh, man, some of the smartest people I've ever met were in that room. And, the, and they all shared those character traits. That's where I started to formulate this stuff on values. Some of them stuck out to me. One, one of those values was the, the eagerness and desire to, to learn and improve. That's a value that, uh, that I, it, for me to be around people, I hope that they have that, that value. That could we, is, is important. Could we simplify that to one word and like say hunger? Hunger. Potentially. Growth oriented, right? Growth mindset. We can simplify it to one word or we can just talk about it as a concept. Right. And that's the thing. What what it means, what one word means to us may mean something different to other people. You know, it's it's funny though, is to me being around like I would have never even thought about that as being a value. You know, it's it's cool that you see it, you know. Uh I mean, I love to learn. Like I want to be, if you have something to teach me and I, and I'm interested in it, I want to be in the room, learning it, doing the thing. And, uh, and you know, that's not something that I look at as <clears throat> one of my values. It's, uh, it's, it's a thing that just exists to me. You know, I don't, that's cool that you brought that up. It's new. 
Okay. This is a new, this is a new idea. So you're just recently recognizing that that's what draw you? You know, I, I know what values are important for our job, for coaching, for, you know, ownership, you know, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurialism. There, there's certain values that, that work really well. We've talked about those enough. <laughs> and then there's, and then there's the personal stuff, right? Like, if I'm going to choose my friends, what, what am I looking for? What, what, do, what do I find important that I want to be able to share with people? And that's one of those things. Adventure is another one. Learn, seeking growth is, is that one. And it may not, it's not only uh, learning new skills or, or just new concepts. It's just, hey, can we do this better? That's, that's more the, that's the value. Always, always looking for improvement. What are, what are some values that, that you would almost prioritize um, over some others where, you know, if people, if people have this one thing or these two, these two things, then you know it's going to work out for you? Uh, I'm going to say the desire to have fun. So I'm, that could go hand in hand with yours being adventure, you know, uh, you know, just the willingness to, to step out of your comfort zone, try new things. Um, you know, it's funny. We've, we've talked about trying new things, um, you know, like whatever the 100% opposite of complacency is. Hmm. Uh, that's like, I hate being still, man. You know, it just, I want to be, I want to be around people that want to have a good time and, and can maintain, can, can do their best to maintain a positive attitude when things start going bad. That's, that's a huge one for me. Um, and What's cool is, you know, that doesn't need to be 100% in the moment because we can all, you know, we can all let something get the best of us as long as we can reel ourselves back in quickly. Um, dude, kindness. Like, like, hold the door open for somebody. Put the shopping cart back. Like the other, the other night, Jen and I were out for our walk and uh, we, we, we ran into the grocery store real quick. And as we were leaving, I noticed the shopping cart was not in the, the corral. I started walking towards it. Dude, she beat me to it. And I just smiled. I smiled from ear to ear. She probably didn't even see it. Like, I was like, yes. I was like, like, 
that's one of the reasons why she's my wife is because she's willing to do those little things to just to be nice, you know? So adventure and maintaining a positive attitude in adversity and just being kind, man. That, that positive attitude in adversity reminds me of fortitude. Cody's definition. And, and that's, that's a, let's, let's sit on that for a bit because that's hard. You can look at what, it. Maintaining and, a pot. Yeah. Maintaining in, a positive attitude when, when shit hits the, when fan, things are going bad, when shit <laughs> hits the fan, it's being not only calm and collected, actually being influential in a positive way. And some, you know, we talk about like facing challenges and facing hard times. It could also mean in times of conflict. It could, it could mean in times of misunderstanding and miscommunication. I, yesterday, Val, my wife and I went skiing and we woke up, we woke up a little later than we wanted to. We planned to leave at 6.30. We didn't get on the road until, or we got on the road at 7, 7 o'clock. And then, and then we'd start driving and I realized I don't have my wallet. So we drive back and, and I just got, you know, I had a moment of like, fuck, this sucks. Just super, super irritation. Yeah, I, I wanted to get up earlier. I wanted to get moving. I had these expectations, blah, 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 and then forgot the wallet. So we went back, got the wallet, and I was, <laughs> you know, you ever get into those uh, moods, and this happens so rarely now, but those moods where you just want to, um, <laughs> you just want them to respond. <laughs> You, you're like, why aren't they mad <laughs> like me? And you want them to suffer with you. Yeah. And, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to breathe. And I took it. I picked up my book. Val was driving and I picked up my book. I started reading. And then Val just said something to me like random a few minutes later. Had nothing to do with the wallet or the frustration or the fact that we're late. And I was being, you know, you could tell I was irritated. I was not in a, in the best of moods. And she responded with positivity and kept that mood up, kept that persona. And I was, you know, I, I admire her so much because of that. This is, this is a common thing. She has this resilience where it just doesn't take anything personally and only wants the best and is is total is the kindest person. It's something I've always wanted for myself that that ability. I find I find it very special and and difficult while while in others it's natural and or it's it seems natural. 
it would be projecting to to say that it is natural it's only what it seems to be it had to have been something that she either was forced to learn or was exposed to right right you learn from mistakes for sure and You know, I, I believe it was me that changed around that where her her ability to quality. Her ability to stay calm and believe that everything was gonna be okay brings you down. Like not down in a sad sense, but brings you down from being in that elevated uh right it, it stress response. Yeah, de escalates de-escalate real quick. Yeah. Which is a huge topic in um, you know, in, in leadership, right? In teamwork, in coaching. You encounter a, a violent situation or a, a negative situation. How, how will you respond or how you respond will sort of, will change the course or change the direction of where this conversation is about to go. Right. Someone walks into, into the gym one day, imagine this and just starts yelling, screaming at you. And, uh, or you get a phone call at you, uh, you accidentally charge somebody's credit card like twice. I don't know, something silly. And they're just mad about it. They have a bad day. How you respond can, can dictate where that, relationship will end up and then there's a decision you make like what's more important right now we i think we've had this conversation in the past too that's a value though that you know we'll put a name to it eventually that's it's a characteristic trait what i'm what i'm learning from this conversation and from a lot of what we talk about with values is that they are, they are already inside and we care about them because we, we live those things. And it's just easier to get along with people who share similar traits and similar values. What happens when we don't though? What happens when we start aligning ourselves with people of opposing values? that's going to depend. Uh, it's going to depend on how much time you spent. It's going to depend on what that person, uh, it's going to depend on why, why you're spending time with those people. Um, a, a lot of where you'll see that happen is, you know, in a workplace, you know, um, if you go to, uh, if you have a career where you don't get to choose the people that you're around, there's a, a higher likelihood of not getting along with somebody. Um, and if you're for, you know, when you're in a situation where you're kind of forced to be around that person or those people, um, one of two things can happen. You can get sucked in and 
start participating in uh, the crap that you really don't be, believe to be a, you really don't believe yourself is about, or you distance yourself. You only do what you have to do with those people and then get out. You know, um, I mean, we've experienced it with, with members of our facilities in the past. You know, we talked about that last week about how now we have interview processes where in the, where before we didn't have interview processes. We, we would just, yeah, sure. You want to sign up? Come on in, let's do this. And then after, after a couple of weeks, month or two, you're like, oh man, uh, I really don't, I really, I really find myself feeling less of myself when this person is around. And, and, and then that's, that's what happens. Your, your energy levels are going to go down a lot quicker, a lot quicker. Cause, cause you, you have to try harder with, with people that bring you down, you know, you have to, emotionally you have to fight harder to stay true to yourself when people are around you who do not have the values that you have could could the opposite be true where we were draining them yeah i'm sure now I mean, as like, if, if somebody is, somebody comes around me. Well, it's just not good for anybody. Right. That's the if, thing. If, if somebody comes around me and they're like, man, my, my boss told me I had to do this. He was treating me like crap and blah, 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 blah. Like, like, I don't want to hear it, hmm. you know, like, okay, what, what went right today? And then I force somebody to think about that because you know, that's, that's just the typical response that I have to complaining is tell me something good. And when you force somebody who often thinks in the negative to stop and focus on something positive, when they struggle to see that in the first place, it's going to have the same effect that on them that me being around somebody who's constantly in the negative, like, okay, man, I got to put on my armor here because I'm going to get bombarded with punch after punch after punch of uh, negative self-talk, complaining, blaming, stuff like that. And they're going to feel the same way if I challenge them to be like, how could you take responsibility in this situation? What did happen that was good? Tell me three things that you're grateful for today. Dude, some people have to really stop and think hard. Me, I can just, because this long, like, you know, it's sidetracked for a second. I looked at my Facebook memories today mm. from 2009 and I had a job. I, I was working at uh, the city. Circuit City had rebranded to the city. The and city. 
Yeah. And, and very, very shortly after their rebrand, they filed for bankruptcy and I was working there, right? Like I started there right before the bankruptcy happened. And I worked, I worked through the, the liquidation process, dude, you want to talk about miserable people, the staff all bummed that they're losing their jobs, especially the ones that had been there, you know, been with the company for years, all so bummed that they're losing their jobs. Just, and then the consumer, the consumer comes in expecting these great deals, great deals, great deals. But what happens in the liquidation process is everything goes up to MSRP. And then they discount off of that. And man, when, when the company that you work for already has significantly discounted prices off of MSRP. So they're used to getting the deals that the company pr provided in the past. And then they come in and they see that the liquidation company that bought everything has jacked the prices and then started discounting. So if they would have bought something two weeks ago at the price before the liquidation happened, they would have gotten a better deal than the price that was in the first couple of weeks of the liquidation, whether it looked like it was at 60% off or not, because it was, and dude, people were just so mad and rude and like inconsiderate to the fact that a lot of people that they're dealing with are going to be out of a job here in a few weeks and just no care. And like, and so I, I was looking in my Facebook memories and you know, I had posted something like this. Can't wait for this to be over. You know, I remember, I remember when they said, all right, guys, we're going to start uh, letting people go. I was like, I will go first, please, <laughs> please let me go. Like I want out of here. Like I volunteered to be one of the first people to go. It was horrendous, man. You know, and, and it's funny is like, that's what led me to where I am now. It's like, I will never be in that situation again. Like I will work, I will work a hundred X as hard as I did in that store to never be in that position again. I will bleed and sweat and work until I'm sick before I go back into an environment like that. You know, people will do whatever it takes to stay within their values that's just a, a product of um, product of all the things that you do it's really difficult to start to focus on other shit when you talked about the um, you know, in talking to a person who is focusing on the victimization, focusing on the negatives, and you go at them and ask them a, a question that makes them think about the positive side. You have to fish. It's like, it's like, you know, well, I have no idea. How am I supposed to think about, you know, the positive when all of this is happening? And it's funny because we are the exact opposite. How, how are we supposed to think about the neg negative side? 
that goes to what Mark talked about that uh, the reticular activating system. Remember that? How when we, you know, you focus on on one thing and only one thing that your mind can is now going to see that, look for it everywhere, right? So that so when people are focused on the negativity, they'll look for that and see it in all places because it's out there. There's, there's, there's like shit going on all the time that, you know, could be better. And then the opposite is true. If we look at, if we look for positivity, it will come to us. If we look for opportunity, it will come to us. It's, it's not there until you look for it. We have to focus our, our intent, right? That's why we meditate and close our eyes once in a while. We sit in stillness and, and think. We have to ask each other or ask ourselves questions too. Like, why, why am I thinking this way? How do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? What do I want them to see? That's a good one. Yo, that's, that's huge now. You know, because we all put ourselves out there, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, if you're putting some stuff out for the world to see, you better be backing it up with the way that you actually live your life. You know, it's, 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 um, I always I always, uh, I most often feel troubled when I talk about parenting because parenting has been really, really difficult for me. And that's when the imposter syndrome kicks in for me because I know that sometimes I'm going to lose my crap. And, and when I do lose my crap, my kids are generally, uh, the ones that I lose my crap with. <laughs> um, and uh, so I've been really working on the whole practicing what I preach thing, especially when it comes to the kids. You know, my son was frustrating me on Thursday. And and I was just patient and I, in the past, I would have given in because he was being persistent and I would have just been like, you know what? Okay. This time I held my ground and I, I didn't even inform him that he was frustrating me. He had no clue where in the past he would have totally known that he was pissing me off. And I just was like, no. And, and I kept it at that. So I'll pick you up when I pick you up and we're going to go home because he wanted to go to a friend's house and, uh, and his, his grades are, his grades need to be a lot better. And, uh, and I told him, I gave him a, I gave him a, an expectation that I have so he can work for it, you know, get your grades up by X date. And then you can start hanging out with your homies again when you're with me. And so when I talk about where I was going with that is when I talk about parenting 
and I, I give these tips that I, that I believe to be true and helpful, I got to practice those things, even when it's really, really hard. I want to um, stop on that word quick, practice. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. These are always, yeah, the, these are, these are things that we have to practice because they're really hard because they're not perfect because we can do them better. You know, when you, when you did your first uh, pull up, was it perfect or handstand push up or the first time you rode your bike first time you coached somebody oh man how much practice did you have with that stuff and we practice the things that we know are going to pay us back in dividends like fitness like work we i it's just underappreciated and undervalued the importance of practicing our values and and having some like measurement system too. Someone asked me that once. Um, you know, how do you know when you're living up to those things, those values? And like I responded honestly, like, you know, I haven't thought of that. Now I now I do now I think about it all the time. There's a lot of ways to measure it. Um, it's just important to remember. You can only try your best day in and day out, man. And the longer, the not longer, too much, the, the longer that you, <laughs> the longer that you practice, the more it becomes second nature. Right. That's, that's where habits are formed. That's how habits get formed. Um, so that's and, it we get to a point where we turn our values into habits. Right. And the, the values, you know, that are perceived of us, right. Are the ones that are the habits we have. People will assume you have certain values because of certain things. And that could be either good or bad, you know, so audit your habits, look, look inside and see what you do on a daily basis. And, and finishing this up, I want to just stay on kids for like the two minutes. Got uh, it. You know, you've got a clean slate, essentially. For sure. When you start at day one. When you start at day, day one, for sure. Day zero. When day you start zero. at, you know, when your your son is 13 now, what, right? 14? 17? Yeah, Preston, Preston's 14. 17. He's, oh, man. <laughs> soon. We got a few more years for that. <laughs> He's, yeah, had, you, he's had a lot of influence in his in his life already. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a clean slate. It's it's uh but it's not though. It's not a clean slate because it took me a long time into his life to start to learn and put these things into practice. So now, you know, I've got to rebuild trust with him. You do, and your level of trust is higher already than with someone new that you're trying to help and you have you have a responsibility to him we talked about this a few weeks ago you have that responsibility to your children 
for sure to instill strong values. It doesn't have to be the same as yours because there can be things they start to care about that maybe you don't care for. Mm-hmm. That's fine. There's certain things that you would prefer them to care about. This is, man, we keep going back to the values piece. And next time we do, um, I'd love to talk about how we've failed at at this stuff and where we've gone wrong because that's relatable and people have stories to share. Thanks for getting on on with me today, Ron. You got it, Matt. Love you, brother. Talk to you soon. If you loved this podcast, then share it. Tell all your friends. Hit the copy button, copy the link. Choose five friends in your contact list on your phone and send it out. Let them know what they can expect from it too. Because we are on a mission here to change the world and we want to help as many people as possible. So if you know anyone who can benefit from hearing what we have to say or what our guests have to say, then send it over. It's not going to do them any good if they don't hear it. Another way you can support us and support the podcast is really simply go on to Apple or go on to Spotify and rate the thing. Give us a five-star review. Write us a little note. Let us know how we're doing. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Whatever it takes, let us know so we know that we're on the right track. And we know that we're providing content that is actually relevant to what you are needing and what you are looking for. And if it's not, hey, maybe we can help. So do your job. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it.